0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangu-Monkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. There is great potential in you. However, it's going to need some hard work for you to develop the potential it's going to need time, effort. And after you are done developing yourself, you have to deploy. You have to deploy. The deployment is going to require hard work. It's going to require persistence, persistency. It's going to require you being consistent. And it's going to require you overcoming obstacles. Thank you for joining us today. Will you please do me a favor, share this broadcast, invite other people to join us, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't done that yet. And since this broadcast has been streamed on multiple channels, it's a little difficult for me to interact with you directly. However, you can help us out by leaving your comments, your questions, and I will get them back to you as soon as possible. Today, I want to talk about something that is sensitive, something that is uncomfortable, and hopefully, by the end of my presentation, you are going to be set free. You will forgive yourself laugh at yourself, pick yourself up and move on with your life. A few years ago, I was scheduled to give a commencement speech at a graduation. I was the keynote speaker. I got excited for this opportunity to inspire these young uh, uh, leaders that were were, were being uh, released into the world. I prepared and worked really hard on my speech. As the days were drawing closer, to that event, I got really excited. I could see myself on, on the stage speaking to all these hundreds of students. I was all pumped up. I was ready to go. I was ready to deliver.
1: I was required
0: to show up in my doctoral robe, so I went to get a doctoral robe.
1: And on my way, I realized that I had missed a call from somebody. That was on Friday. And this
0: speaking engagement was on Saturday. Based upon my understanding, When I checked the the missed call, I realized that the call was from the person who had booked me for the speaking engagement. I listened to the voice message that he had left and it went something like this. Dr. Eric, where are you are you coming
1: we are waiting for you
0: i couldn't believe what i was hearing i was like we have the event on on saturday and today is friday and uh asking me if i'm coming or not what is going on here I saw a second message that the person had sent. I looked at the date and time of the message. It was Thursday night. Uh Uh-oh, Thursday night. The speaking engagement was on Thursday, and I did not show up. I was busy preparing, I was busy polishing my speech, and getting ready to go deliver, and I made the terrible mistake. I dropped the ball. I did not put that event on my calendar. I lost it. I failed. Can you imagine? All the parents showed up. Everybody showed up for this graduation. And the keynote speaker, I, did not show up. When I realized what had happened, I felt as if the ground should open up and I just get in and disappear. I felt horrible. I felt
1: terrible.
0: There was nothing I could do to remedy the situation. The graduation was passed, and I did not show up. I missed it
1: completely.
0: What do you do when you make a horrible mistake? What do you do when you make
1: a horrible mistake? Some
0: of you know what I'm talking about. You've been there. How do you recover from something like this? Some of you are still carrying the guilt of things that you did a long time ago you've not let it go what do you do when
1: well, you fail some of us
0: may say it's a mistake it's a failure call it whatever name you want basic bottom line is this you dropped the ball you didn't keep your own part of the bargain it doesn't matter what happened You failed, and you failed woefully. In my case, I felt so bad. I felt horrible. I felt dejected. I felt a total failure. There was no way to hide my head. There was nothing I could do to change the
1: situation. What do you do?
0: We do something that is embarrassing, something that makes you ashamed. What do you do? I will never forget. When I was about six years old or seven, thereabout, I got up one morning.
1: It was a Sunday morning.
0: My father was teaching for a mission school. back in the day. The church building and the living quarters for the teachers was on the same grounds with the school. I got up that morning. We're not having indoor plumbing. I don't know what I what I was doing. Somehow I took off my clothes, left them in the house, and was taking a bath. And by the time I came back, the house was locked and everybody had left for church. You must have heard the preacher say, come just as you are. Come just as you are. I had no clothes. My clothes were in. I had no key to open the door. And I decided to show up in church. But naked, nothing on. You Must have seen the horrible look on my mom's face as she rushed to grab me, pull me out of the building, took me home, and put some clothes on me. What do you do when you embarrass yourself? What do you do when you fail? How do you recover? Our natural tendency, when we fail, when we make a horrible mistake, something terrible, is denial, we cover it up, we blame, and we regret. And most of the times we wish those things had, had not happened or we had not made that mistake. However, I wanted you to understand something. If you are not making mistakes, you are not making progress. You are not changing. You are not moving forward. You are stuck. When I started working in the oil and gas industry, We're being trained and we're told that every rule is written in blood. Every rule is written in blood. And in my mind, I was thinking, do they actually extract blood from somebody and write the rules? or What do they mean by that? Come to think of it. What they were saying is somebody got hurt. A mistake was made. There was failure. Somebody got hurt somebody got killed and that is why these rules have been put in place to prevent you from making the same mistake and facing the same consequences in other words when innovation is taking place when change is taking place mistakes are going to be made i run into that mistake I made that failure because I had been called to become a, key, a, a, a keynote speaker. If my speaking geek was not growing, that wouldn't have happened. There is zero justification for making mistakes. There's zero justification for failing. However, however, you Have to learn from the mistake, perfect it, and make and avoid making that mistake again. So you learn and you grow. The other thing that you can do to recover from a horrible mistake, just own it up. Accept that you blew it up. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself. You are not the only person that is making mistakes. I didn't say justify it. I said laugh at yourself. Laughter is the best medicine. Laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. As Ziegler says here, He says, remember that failure is an event and not a person. Don't internalize and start reflecting who you are based upon the mistake or the failure that you've had. It doesn't matter what it is. It is not you. You are not that failure it happened learn from it laugh at yourself pick yourself up move on don't make that mistake again it's only going to become a horrible thing if you try to cover it up you don't own it and you don't learn from it and covering it up Refusing to face it squarely and call it out is going to destroy you. Remember David? King David made a terrible mistake. We are told it was in spring, the time when kings went out to war. Everybody was out fighting. King David was in his palace. In the evening, he is at the top of the palace and looking around. Lo and behold, he saw a very beautiful woman. Bathsheba taking a bath. His eyes lingered some more. He lost it and dispatched somebody to call Bathsheba to come meet him in the palace. This woman showed up. She was married to somebody already. But he, being king, had access. He, being king, could use his position and power and influence to get whatever he wanted. So he slept with this woman. Mistake number two. The woman became pregnant. Instead of owning up and saying, wow, I missed it, I lost it. King David decided to cover it up. He dispatched another another messenger who went to the war front and brought this woman's husband back from the war. When the man came, King David had a plan for this man to go home and lie with his wife so that he can cover up the pregnancy. When the man came, the king told him, you know, you can go home and rest from from, from the fighting. The man decided to sleep. At the gates of the palace, he didn't go home. The next day, King David gave him a lot of wine to drink and get drunk so he can go home. The man didn't go home. Poor Uriah. King David decided to escalate the cover-up plan. He thought in his mind, if I can just kill this man, then get married to his wife, what we did is going to be hidden forever. After, nobody knows. The king wrote Uriah's death warrant and gave him to take to the commander of the army. The instructions in the, in, in the letter were like were, were, were that they should move very close to the uh, the wall of the walls of the city that they were besieging, and then they will withdraw without him knowing, so that he can get killed. The poor man carried the letter went and gave to his commander. The instructions were executed, and he got killed. And David was not happy. Took his wife, got married, had a baby. That he couldn't cover it because eventually God called him out. It was a costly mistake. Don't cover your failures. Don't cover your failures. You are not a failure. You failed, but you are not a failure. Don't allow the failure to become you. Detach yourself from it. It is an event that occurred at a particular time, it is not who you are. Own it. Don't cover it. Laugh at yourself. Learn from it. Then share it. Share it.
1: It's not easy
0: to tell people that you made a mistake, but you did. There are many people who are going to benefit from the mistakes that you've made. Joseph. During our training to walk in the oil fields, we were told people have made mistakes in the past. For example, you cannot be on the rig floor with a ring on because it could scrape. The ring can get caught in in the flesh in your finger and scrape up the flesh completely. And many other safety tips, how to go up the ladders, three-point contacts and things like that. People had made mistakes in the past. Some people have been killed. And now we're benefiting from those that have been killed. Now, flying is very, very safe, safer than even driving a car. How did we get there? A lot of people got killed. A lot of mistakes were made. And instead of those mistakes stopping us, as horrible as some of them were, We learned from them, perfected flying. And now, flying is way safer compared to when it just started. Don't waste the mistakes that you've made. It doesn't matter how horrible the mistake has been. I want you to take ownership today and share it, share it. When I I missed that event, And I felt horrible. I decided immediately. Back then, I was attending uh, Toastmasters. I decided to stand in front of everybody and own up and just tell them about it. That I had an appointment this week to speak somewhere. And I goofed. I didn't put up my calendar. And I missed it. It's going to help you heal. Is going to help you recover and recover well. I have a few quotes here that I want to share with you when it comes to mistakes, failures, however you look at it. This is a a quote by uh, uh, Sumner Redstone. Success is not built on success. It is built on failure. It's built on frustration. Sometimes it's
1: built on catastrophe.
0: Success is built on failure. Success is built on failure. In other words, if you want to be successful, you've got to fail. If you want to be successful, you got to make some mistakes. If you want to be successful, got to, you're going to get into some catastrophes. How are you going to recover when it happens? It's not how many times you fail. It is if you have the courage and the ability to pick yourself up. Admit that you fail. Learn from it. Laugh at yourself and share it with others. B.F. Skinner put it this way. A failure is not always a mistake. It may simply be the best one can do under the circumstances. However, it doesn't really matter. He says this. The real mistake is to stop trying. I didn't stop speaking because I missed one begin engagement, why did you stop writing? Because your first book was a flop. Why did you stop pursuing that degree? Because you failed one course. Talking about failure. In my undergraduate, I failed Chem 201, Introduction to Chemistry, four times, four Fs, four four Fs. I didn't let it stop me. It was not easy. I mean, that class was so difficult. I remember vividly, we're having an exam and one of the students got blind. She got up and she started screaming, I cannot see! I cannot see! I cannot see! She went b- blind temporarily of the stress of taking that class. If I had allowed those four F's to stop me, we would not be having this conversation today. The real mistake, the real mistake is to stop trying.
1: Have you stopped trying?
0: There's no good excuse. Winners don't quit. Winners don't quit. And quitters don't win. Immediately you quit. Your failure rate is 100% because you are out. So long as you are still in the fight, so long as you are still standing, so long as you are still making an effort,
1: You can still win. So don't
0: give up. We all know about Thomas Edison, talking about failure. He said, I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Talking about the filament in the light bulb, he tried many different materials over and over, over and over trying to figure out which one was going to last longer. he finally landed on Dunstan. Michael Jordan puts it this way. I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something. Do you think the mistake you made, you're the only person who has made it? No, I'm the only person who, who ever missed an appointment. Other people do, it's not justification. But what I'm saying is don't think that it's just something about you alone. No. Mine was missing a meeting. Mine was failing chem two oh one. What is your own? How are you dealing with it? Michael Justin, Michael Jordan said, I can I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I cannot accept not trying. You have to keep trying. I like this one by Dennis uh, Whitley. This is what he says. Failure should be a teacher, not an undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Let me say that last part if you missed it failure is something we can avoid only by saying nothing doing nothing and being nothing in other words we stop living we stop trying we don't take any action. We don't do nothing. What type of a life is that? Unfortunately, most of us, some of us, have allowed our past failures, past mistakes to condition us, Not to say anything. Not to do anything. And we are not going anywhere. We are stuck because of the pain. Because of the shame. Because of the regret of what we did. I challenge you today. Come clean. Whatever you did is not unique to you. Other people have done the same thing. You are not alone. Admit it. I failed, so what? Laugh at yourself. Learn from it.
1: Lastly, share. If you don't want to speak it out, write the book.
0: Tell somebody, don't cover it. We can help you with the writing part. I run IEM Publishing. And we help authors write their stories. The world needs to hear and learn the lessons you've learned from your failures. Thank you for listening. I will appreciate your feedback. Share this. Subscribe to my channel. Stay tuned. And God bless you. Remember, failure does not define you. Failure is a teacher. You can learn from it. You can grow from it. And you can become better because of what you've been through. God bless you.